0: this is truly unique and you're listening to daddy lessons by beyonce daddy
1: made a soldier out of me
0: daddy made me dance daddy held my hand daddy liked his whiskey with his tea and we rode motorcycles back. Classic final tough girl is what I had to be. You said, take care of your mom. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Miracle Deja, back with another episode, and we have a special guest here with us today, um, David C. Peeler. Please introduce yourself to the truly unique fans.
2: Well, hi. How are y'all doing today? Um, My name is CEO David C. Peeler um, of the Dallas Branch LLC um, company I started about four years ago. also, I'm a co-founder of the nonprofit organization, Kamali Father Project, INC, um, where we basically raise money and a hedge fund for multiple awarenesses.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to get more into uh, your business and all that you do. Um, But before we get into that, could you uh, answer this question for me? Because as y'all heard, uh, the listeners heard earlier, I played the song Daddy Lessons by Beyonce. And that was intentional because today's episode is about, um, you know, role models in terms of having a father figure in our life. And so, my okay. question to you is, how does the role of a father impact a child's self love or self worth
2: wow okay that's a um that one that's a very good topic and <laughs> um I truly do appreciate um you making me a spotlight on speaking about this right now
0: absolutely
1: um,
2: yeah, and this topic is it it's kind of personal with me hmm um, really from a lot of personal experience from me growing up myself mm-hmm. and what I you know, um, into and what I observed, um, and being who I am and then also to my trials and tribulations as being a father myself. Right. Um, So this is a very good topic and it does sit very personal and it also stems into my purpose and my reason and my goal for my company and the nonprofit and everything that comes along with it. Yeah. Right. So but um as far as the topic of what you speak on, um I really sit at a very high advantage point when I look down um on this topic of fathers and sons because Mm -hmm. I feel that in this world I've come to learn that everything is a yin and yang. Everything is about um, not what you're looking at, but how you're looking at it.
0: Absolutely. So,
2: um, you know, I'm very spiritual. Um, I'm not going to tell you that I'm a bean pie, three soup type guy. I know I'm <laughs> not in church every day, but I had that been filled in me so much. And, yeah. Uh, I also, too, believe that no one can write in what God has put in you. So whatever Absolutely. is put in, put in us before birth it was a design for our presence being here in this world so um you know i try to carry that into everything that i do so mm-hmm. when it comes down to the the good and the bad we have to weigh that out so the love that a child is going to intake from their father it's more of lessons Mm-hmm. um because see when we speak of love or as the, the the media the world society we speak of love we have a certain type of definition for love it's a right. certain thing that we see when we say love we envision the holding the hugging the <laughs> walking in the hand we're thinking of playing in the park right we're thinking Of I fell and I cried and daddy came and got me Mm -hmm. and those are very good things to envision when it comes down to the love or the lessons that are learned from a father
1: Mm -hmm. but
2: what I really would like to bring to the table um, and I'm here to make people think
1: Mm -hmm. so
2: what I feel is that let's say for me as an example my father didn't raise me directly Mm -hmm. in the household i was i was raised by my great aunt so my mother and my father was not in my household from four years old wow all right so growing up with an older generation i had to grow up a lot faster right so luckily god had placed my great aunt um in my path because she has certain wisdom in how I looked at things. So I could come to her crying like, oh, well, I feel this way about that. And I feel this way about my father. And mm-hmm. I feel that way about my father. And as that older generation and being more spiritual and you know, she would pour these things into me that she would be like, "You know, son, sit back and analyze what you're talking about right now because you're maybe hurting about it right now but this is going to be your strength later right you see because um oh man it's it's so you said that you're a talker and believe me i'm a talker (laughs) when it comes to this i get i get real passionate go for it it. because i'm always going to revert things back to adam right See, everything starts with the Adam. It doesn't matter if it's scientific or if it's in the biblical sense. Mm -hmm. Everything starts with Adam, okay? Mm -hmm. So, first we have to understand Adam died a thousand times before he got it right. Right. So, even in him dying a thousand times, it's still a lesson in each time he died. So, that means in our world and the way we look at things, my father may not have been there the way that the Cosby's showed me the way family matters showed me you know what I'm saying because I'm from that generation I'm born at
0: 83 okay
2: you know what I'm saying so I'm an 80s baby Mm. so I I grew up on this type of sitcom and this type of reality that they're showing us but I, I didn't have that but at the same time now being about to go on 37 and I have five kids of my own I have two boys right and with my boys god has let me understand that where i went wrong with one Mm -hmm. is actually his strength now that he's 19
1: Uh. because
2: of who i was back when he was a child and needed nurturing that he needed i wasn't the man Mm -hmm. to do it Mm -hmm. see see now my son being 19 now he is not like my dad who we don't have this deep communication but right this is another thing i learned from my father so i love my father that's awesome but i i love him for what he has shown me Mm -hmm. and what done and i love him for what he hasn't done yes because see, if, if if I don't understand that there's a yin and the yang to this, that there is something deeper mm-hmm. into what I'm just straight viewing, because this is what the world, this is what the devil wants us to do. He wants to divide and conquer. Right. And that's where the love between father and son, the manipulation of generation to generation to generation comes from that beginning separation of pointing finger, or Mm -hmm. woulda, coulda, shoulda, or instead of understanding that everything has purpose.
0: Exactly.
2: See, so we can go back even into the Bible, and we can go look at the men of the Bible. None of these men had beautiful Mm -hmm. upbringings. Like myself, my name is David Christopher. Right. And it must have been destined why I was named that, the beloved carrier of Christ. Right. And I look. I see in between the lines of what is written. Mm -hmm. So when I look at it, I say, was David and his father's relationship good? No. Mm -hmm. But yet at the same time, David was destined to be a king and because of the neglect that he received from his brothers and his father and putting him in a forceful position to take on Goliath, not knowing that they neglected him so much, no one understood that he had just killed a bear and a lion with his bare hands wow. to protect. See, the purpose behind that, if it wasn't for his brothers and his fathers being who they are, yep. would they be who he is? That's facts. That's that's facts. You see, I would not be able to talk to you with such sincerity about this topic if I grew up like Theodore Huxtable. Right. You understand? But society will have me feel that I'm supposed to hate my father. Mm -hmm. Society has manipulated females to make them think, to teach their children to hate their fathers if their fathers don't meet the standard of what society made you think. See, what I've learned growing and, and getting wiser in my young age still is that there's truth and there's the facts. Yep then there are two different things in that the truth and the fact mm-hmm. we have condemned so many men to facts that we never understood or put out their truth behind that's
0: anything. true that is very true
2: so so that's like to say that all right i may be Messed up in society's view when it comes down to my oldest son mm-hmm. because I left the household that while he was eight years old. I left, mm-hmm. but my goal when he was born, and mind you, I'm seventeen, about to have my first, mm-hmm. and I'm selling drugs and I'm in the streets, and my child's mother's two years younger than me, and right. I'm quitting school, and I'm—I I'm, mean—I'm going through so much at this time. Yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying. And we're just turning the millennium. And 9-11 is getting ready to happen. like, my son was born in November, like, right after. Wow. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like all of these things going on in the way society was back then. You mm-hmm. know, I my main goal was I'm going to double what my father did. I'm going to double what yeah. he did. My father left me at four and my great aunt had to raise me. You know what? I'm going to stay in my son's life forever and that's what I thought yeah but that's what I thought that's what I thought right see it it take it it takes a man to make his own mistakes for him to now understand where his father went wrong right what comes with love 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 is acceptance hello love, love is nothing else but acceptance yep So the love between a father and a son is acceptance. It's can the father do the opposite of Adam Mm -hmm. and getting us kicked out the garden by just accepting his fault. Mm. So if the father can just come to terms and accept his faults, he will turn around and be able to honestly give his faults to his son. Right his honesty with his son will create what we call love. Mm -hmm. That love becomes now an understanding of who his father is, which means that the love is never lost because the son never puts expectations higher than what the father has already admitted he can do and has done.
0: Exactly, exactly. I love that you said that. I think um, a lot of what you're saying is spot on and you know it brings you back to the idea of the fact that God gave his only begotten son um, to die for our sins and so some people might think that's crazy but at the end of the day um, like you said Jesus accepted his fate he accepted that and uh in return we received uh, God's love and uh, forgiveness as well and so m- moving forward I think also from a female's perspective, um, having my dad in my life. Um, and I think it's important because that bond is so rare. And so when you have it, you kind of cherish it and in, in a different way than people who haven't, um, necessarily had their dad in their life there uh, for their whole life, you know? And, um, I say that to say like a lot of people like to say, oh, I have daddy issues or this that, and third. Like you said, society has all these notions and um, that's the reason why you should hate this person or that's the reason why you have issues or that's the reason why you need therapy. When in reality, if we all just accepted, like you said, um, we would be better people, we would become more whole. And with that, um, our self-worth would be built up more instead of looking for worth in a man or looking for worth in, in a woman or whatever the case may be. Um, we would stop trying to fill that void if we would just accept what is and accept what isn't. Um, and for me, I am I'm, I'm grew up in the church. And so um, accepting Christ as my savior also is a form of fathering. Like he is my spiritual father. So therefore, if you accept that and you accept him him in your life, then he can fill all those voids. And so I think the role of a father, um, whether it's a spiritual father, a, a mentor, a actual father, biological father, foster father, whoever that person is that plays that role for you, I think it's important that you cherish that, but also not, you know, spew hate out your mouth um, towards the person that you think should have done this or whatever because our lives are not our own our plans are not our our own as much as we like to think you know we have everything under control we don't and so just making sure that we accept ourselves for who we are now and accept our faults. We must also accept other people for their flaws, because like you said, it makes us who we are today. Um, So I think a lot of people should stop kind of a, this is another topic for another time, but especially like uh, when women might use their kids against their, their, their baby daddies or vice versa, like that has to stop because that also uh, forms into society's narrative of, oh, you should hate this person because this, that, and the third. If we could stop doing that, we have
2: to. We have to. We have to uh, I like what you said. Like, and and I really want to interject because you you made a very valid point. Because I'm listening, but as you're speaking, I have mm-hmm. so one oldest daughter she's autistic oh. so I'm not really going to be able to hear her thoughts yeah. really um, so and my other two I have not raised mm-hmm. so it was a good point that you made because I had this conversation one mm-hmm. time about um daughters when it comes to mm-hmm. fathers see we, we I know we focus a lot on sons right. and their fathers but then also too, it's a bigger lesson that comes from a man with his words. Yes. And you touched on the topic where you're like, oh, well, you know, women shouldn't use the children as weapons mm-hmm. and stuff. See, I believe in the way my aunt raised me is that we allow the child to paint the picture of exactly. Themselves. We're not the artist. Let the child paint the picture of themselves, mm-hmm. but you have to give them direction on how their hand may move or the colors that Mm -hmm. they may use or something like that you give them little advice on how to paint but you don't grab the brush for them and paint so and I I like to use myself as a big example because I believe God put me in the situation that I'm in Mm
1: -hmm. for a
2: reason that I'm supposed to have testimony in this I'm supposed to be of this and now, my daughters, I have my two daughters, I have mm-hmm. not raised them. I have not been in their life. But I know consciously as a father that one day I'm going to come face to mm-hmm. face with them. Now, I know them. I know their attitudes. I can see in their eyes that they oh. are me. I know that I'm going to be
0: Yeah.
2: one day. Me and a female version <laughs> is going to walk up to my face with no hair on their tongue. And they're going to have a whole bunch of whys, and mommy said this, and mommy said that, Mm -hmm. and mommy said this, and you did this, and you did that. And you know what? At the end of the day, this is another part of the acceptance. Mm -hmm. Because, see, I know a lot of men either have met this moment, or are about to meet this moment, or are in this moment right now. And... The best advice that I can give on that is what God told me to do. And it's to be Mm -hmm. honest. Being honest, but yet also knowing that your honesty is creating something new. That means that, remember when I said, oh, Adam had to die a thousand times. I was in the middle of a few deaths Mm -hmm. when I had my children. Gotcha. I was in the middle of a few deaths. So it was nothing that I could do that was going to make things right or make things the way they could or should have been. They would have been temporary fixes or temporary moments in God's ultimate plan. See, so when I look at my daughters, I look at them now and I would say, well, what is it that you don't like about me? Mm. What is it that you think? I should have done. Yeah. See what you think I had the ability to do that I just may have neglected Mm -hmm. to do. And whatever their answers are, I look them straight in their face and I say, "My loves, now you go find a man that's the opposite of of that." That's deep. Because see, if I if I wasn't any of those things to you in your eyes, you'd fall for me. And see, I don't want you to fall for me because I right. know who I am. I know who I was. Because you, like, absent parents that mm-hmm. are uh, in relationships, and this goes for brothers, yeah. fathers, whatever, in order to get them, you have to have an increase in what you Absolutely. Do. So I don't care if when you were a child, your father mm-hmm. was a crackhead, and that's why your mom left his crackhead behind And she went and moved Mm -hmm. on the other side of town. And you ain't seen him till you were a teenager. You ran into him. But when you seen him, he was working a job. He went Mm -hmm. and got married. He probably had another kid somewhere down the line. Ah, See, society will turn around and have you hate that man. You resent that man. But see, God, the spirit, Tells us that there is a lesson in everything that you see because the same way God is in you, God is in that yep. man you're looking at. Whatever that man is doing right now, it may be for your benefit because um here's a good example. Let's say uh I know we've heard this joke before, like <laughs> a racial thing or whatever, but I, I don't care. I no hair on my tongue. Like you know, they'll they'll say like, oh well, if if, if the stock market and society mm-hmm. crashed right now, you'd see a whole bunch of white-collared people jumping out of windows because they wouldn't know what to do. But then all those mm-hmm. that are in the hood and been living off snap and been living <laughs> off DSS and Section 8, guess what? And been to jail. We know how to wash right. down oodles and noodles. We know how to make things in a microwave. We know mm-hmm. how to ration. We know how to make yeah. something out of nothing. You see what I'm saying? But in order for us to know that, we had to have some trials and tribulations that we went through, or our ancestors went through, or the Mm -hmm. ones before us went through. Somebody had to go through the bottom in order for us to know how to survive in the now. You see? So I relate that into a lot of your topic of Mm -hmm. love between fathers and their sons, and what a son Love feel for himself should be boy yes. king that doesn't know that he has a crown. Mm. You see, they're like, um, I, 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 get angry with a lot of, and I've had this debate, on oh, <laughs> Lord, with so many pastors
1: and oh Christians
2: Lord and, and stuff like that. But, but it is <laughs> what it is. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. At yeah. the end of the day, you know, it, you know, there's a few people in the Bible that that you know spoke of things and Mm -hmm. battled them with it even though they were right so it doesn't matter to me but i feel that there are certain things left out of the church that is very important for us in society Mm -hmm. to keep the glue together between relationship and what we consider love yeah and and dedication and purpose and and understanding Mm -hmm. you know we we have to bring that to the table if we're ever going to be able to blossom or put a light on the love that's already there because the same way that a child cries at night that he doesn't have his father society will make you think that that father is not sitting somewhere in depression Mm. because he's not the man that he feels he should be for the child that's crying for him, but at the same time, that man has to yep. still be a rock in this society and not show his feelings of what's going on. And if he puts too much emotion in it, society has already made the female believe that right. Don't need Adam. See that <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord Jesus, God, he's <laughs> starting to talk to me, he's starting to talk to me because now I'm about to start going into who's with <laughs> and, and <laughs> why we have the ease and the difference and I think that's for a whole other podcast like you said I
0: understand
2: um, yeah I'm, I'm going to let you interject right now with something because I, I'll
0: be <laughs> look I go on my tangents too I completely understand <laughs> it is okay but you're you're completely uh correct and one thing that I like that you said is that um boys are are kings who don't know uh, that they have a crown yet and uh something that I just posted on Instagram actually is um it was specific uh, specific to black men because oftentimes they use the n-word to refer to themselves a lot and it gets on my nerves and so Um, I I made this public announcement. I said, um, to all my Black men, you are kings. Refer to yourself as such. You are loved and appreciated. Thank you management because I feel like a lot of what society has done and like you said you know um, I always preach nature versus nurture um, because I studied psychology and I feel like nature has a lot more to do uh, with how we are raised than nurture does believe it or not Um, anybody could debate me on it I don't care Um, but I feel like nature often plays a big role in how we refer to ourselves and how we look at ourselves and so um, the fact that you said that really uh made me happy because i think more people should refer to themselves as kings um as leaders as uh more than enough um rather than the n word or the b word you know whatever um because that's degrading you
2: how? know how you bring light to that you know how you bring light to that see i understand that you know we don't mm-hmm. have long attention spans so like some people i'm not saying that we are a dumb society but sometimes You have to get dumb on them. You have to get real simple. You have to paint a picture, a vivid picture of what they can relate to and understand, right? So I turn around and I say to a group of young men and I go, using the N-word and calling each other that and you feel that you have Mm -hmm. adopted the word and it is now yours now. And oh, the more (laughs) we use it, the more power we get from it. All right. All right, I was in my twenties and in my teens too. I was born <laughs> yesterday, so yes, there is a big part of my life, generational wise or years wise, that would totally root for you guys yeah. and be like, "Yeah, I'm a N, and, and this is what it is." And but see, this is what I had to speak to a, a group of young men one time, and I said to them, "I said, all right." If police ran in here right now, mm-hmm. they grabbed everybody. And the only ones that could go home was the ones that knew the full name of the person mm-hmm. sitting next to you. Do you know how many of y'all would still be in jail right now because all y'all know right. each other is y'all street names? All y'all know is y'all street names. But what is your street name? Is your street name who you are or is your street right. name who you created? now why did you create that street name you created that street name not because of where you're from Mm, because of where you're at yeah so for you to adopt the n word where you feel good calling yourself that you feel good saying that that's the same thing like you just putting on a tag for the environment that you're in because guess what the minute that you want to upgrade your life and go sit in the board meeting, you're not going to be able to sit downtown on Wall Street in an office building and talk about exactly oh, what's good, my aunt. what's good, my, what's good, my, what's good, my You're not going to be able to spaz out on a female and call her the B word, just all flavor, and think you're going to walk back okay. tomorrow and have a job. You see what I'm saying? So it's about where you act at, and I like that you said it. You're like, oh, it's not about nursing. Yeah. It's about nature. Because I'm not going to lie, I use that word like I'm not even gonna front. Yeah. I'm not a hypocrite. Like I'm so with <laughs> the world, and I yeah. use that word. Like, do not piss me off. Do not get me aggravated where I can't mm. get what I'm saying out. And you're just being you're being very <laughs> nigger with. Yes,
0: I got you. Yes,
2: I'm um, see. If, it's it's words. Yeah. It's about words. Like I heard I heard. You know they, they joke about it and they go, oh well, you know. You can use that word like the F word. It means different things. And uh, 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 it's how you say it and put an A and an ER and a uh-uh, like whatever. Like we're in a society, everything's yeah, okay anyway. So I don't know why y'all even worried about <laughs> spelling it anyway. Like at the end of the day, it's just going to be a hand sign and it's just going to keep it moving. Like, come on. So it, you know they they can't adapt <laughs> that so yes calling yourselves kings and queens yes you know what i'm saying yes even even if you're even if like someone would say oh but I, I remember um coming up i you know um i had one time just been in conversation and i said something to somebody and i said yeah okay queen Da da and i got the rebuttal like wow don't call me that and it's like well, what else was I supposed to be you? <laughs> yes, like you know what I'm saying, and 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 it's as a as a male who's I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not a pig like I'm not, not the dog with thing hanging out like I I respect yeah. I was raised by women so I have a level of okay I don't mm-hmm. see what you see you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying type attitude when I'm around my dude that's a a, a big key play in you know how you talk to a person or how you greet them it, it's it shows a lot about where yeah. you're at like and not just not just where you're at locally but where you're at right. in life like where you're at spiritually in your life right now that mm-hmm. you don't know that you're a king you don't yep. know that you're a queen yep you you know what i'm saying a lot of you don't Act like kings, but that doesn't mean that you're not a king. Because every king didn't act, act like a king until it was time for him to rule exactly. A kingdom. Like you know, like you have to mature into these things, but you have mm-hmm. to speak it now. If you keep speaking, I'm a nigga. I'm a nigga. She's a nigga. He's a nigga. We some niggas. and guess what? You just going stay in some niggerish type atmospheres. Like that's right. What you, want. you know, what I'm saying God gives you what you
1: want. Yeah. You know what I'm
2: saying? He'll give That's you what right. you want. It ain't what you need. Yeah. But he'll give you what you want. You know? And so, if you want to adapt to that and you want to stay in that, this is why you'll never leave the place. This is why something keeps holding you down and holding you back. I even got to a point when I changed my name, changed mm-hmm. my street name, of how people call me, Young44 to wow. King David. Like, okay, I'm going to go back to my name. Like, and it was an apostle that mm-hmm. sat me down and kept saying, I'm not going to call you 40. I'm not going to call you 40. Like, that's something that you made up. I'm not going to call you that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then it was like, What's your name? And I'm like, well, my name is David Christopher. And he's like, okay, so I'm going to call you beloved. And that was the first time. And I'm like, yo, that sounds not of real sweetie. Like, what is this for me? Like, and then he had to yeah. explain to me, like, David meant beloved. And Christopher the carry of Christ first person to carry Christ across the river and it was like oh wow
0: okay. you
2: know what I'm saying he had to, to like oh man we should have another podcast yeah like yeah like because I I mean even understand, like to understand identity mm-hmm. father and son understanding identity my daughter understanding identity to have a man who didn't know me sit me down and turn around and tell me and and connect me to right survival. like it's it's something different that goes through your body when you're totally immersed mm-hmm. in the hood and someone move you for a moment and turn around and tell exactly about yourself exactly it's something different and not talking about you but talking right to you like now i'm not t- oh you're ain't gonna be nothing you're a bum pull your pants up I uh-uh. know I look at you exactly mm-hmm. the way that you are but I see through you I see through you wow now, who are you oh I bet you that now imagine. he says oh you're David and he starts going down yeah. who David was and how he grew up and his mother and his relationship and the resemblance of Goliath and, and how he became king and his neglect from the people around him and how skinny he was and, and mm-hmm. he wrote the Psalms and Psalms is nothing but a <laughs> book of Psalms. And I'm sitting here as a recording artist named David Christopher with my hat backwards wow. just signed a deal and looking at him who was neglected by my family, a skinny brown boy, I'm looking at you, and you keep talking about me, but you're talking about David. Mm-hmm. You keep talking about me, but I would have never had the transition wow. to get baptized and get away and put that behind me if it wasn't for a father right. who wasn't my father, but give me a love that I needed at that time. And it had nothing to do with a hug, it had nothing to do with him holding my yep. hand. It had nothing to do with me falling and he telling me, oh, son, it'll be okay. It had nothing to do about him being at my first graduation or my first prom. It had nothing to do with right. my first car. It had nothing to do about my first day at school. When I was a kid, it didn't matter about my clothes, no nothing, because I'm just yeah. this father. At this moment. And he's giving me a love of exactly. understanding.
0: Exactly. And I think that's... I, that that's really the key point. Like I said earlier, I don't care who it is, whether it's biological, foster, spiritual, whoever the case uh, may be. Um, as long as you have that figure um, to, to guide you because I'm big on being a role model to, to the future generation because they are the future period. Where. are We're done. (laughs) It is up to our future generation to lead this uh, country to where we need to be at this point. And so, I'm really, really big on being a role model or or mentor, uh, especially to youth who grew up um, in "quote unquote" broken homes. That's if that's what you want to call it. Um, But because, like you said, it it wasn't your biological father, but at the end of the day, he showed you something that you didn't see in yourself, and that's why this podcast came about because i'm still on a journey of self-discovery but who said i can't help other people on on the way you know because my story might help somebody else i'm an educator i love teaching uh kids i'm a social worker i love helping kids um so i think that's a a great note to end on because i could go on and on and on and on about this topic but i'm probably going to have another special on father's day anyway so um I want to transition a little bit into talking about your, your company, your business. What do you do and how did it come about?
2: Okay, well, um, technically, it all came about. Um, things happened. Um, God intervened. Mm-hmm. I was at a moment where I mm-hmm. was really at my lowest point. Um, I had those thoughts of suicide and things like that and I really got down I gave it all the way to God and God did something where he put my youngest child okay. in my possession where I ended up in full custody of him Um, basically started from rock bottom mm-hmm. we had nothing Um, but God had to show me that struggle from the bottom he had to mm-hmm. show me something of what is now so in the shelter, um, I worked away, um, through the shelter system where myself and my fiance at the out um, we had just met up and she showed mm-hmm. me some network marketing. Um, that's where she was at. She started in network marketing. So, um, from me, just analyzing, seeing between the lines, understanding what network marketing was, um, mm-hmm. it's faults also, um, around and basically I came to her and I was like well listen instead of us working for somebody right. how about us just work for ourselves I found a way that we um an LLC so um, we basically through the shelter I took um, mm-hmm. the benefits that I was getting um, and instead of splurging and buying clothes and trying to <laughs> live that shelter life I just basically took right. a change every month and we put That's it awesome. in for the LLC, and that's how the Dallas Branch LLC came along. Um, I named it the Dallas Branch LLC because Dallas, D A L L U S, is my youngest son, that I got custody of his middle name. Um, also, too, because, and it was a very good thing, too, God yeah. didn't want me to do this for me. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm mm-hmm. a father who has made mistakes. Um, so, my whole main thing is make sure that i mm-hmm. leave my children a platform i may not have been what they wanted right but i will be what they need so at the same time this is where the company came in i was thinking i don't want to make chairs i don't want to do cars i don't want to be specific with anything so we sat down and i was like hey how about now just make mm-hmm. a management and firm? um because i like to manage a whole lot of things and i consulted everybody in my life to do something and basically running a company and thinking about what you want to do as an entrepreneur that's the first key to it is finding out what are you good at what what is it that you do what sets you apart from people and that's what it was I I managed things it didn't matter from street life all the way to walking with God I managed so that's where that came about. So um, I first got my first contract with my aunt, um, taking over mm-hmm. the property in North Carolina, where I'm at now. Um, through that project, through the next like three years, two and a half, maybe three years, basically remodeling the house, getting it ready, um, mm-hmm. basically building the company, learning um, everything on my own. Um, everything that you would go to college for, I don't have the okay. resources or the money to do that. Um, I've never been the type to actually finish college. Um, like I said, <laughs> I'm from the hood, so I, I, I've been okay, gotcha, but I've never finished. Um, so, but I'm a quick learner, and I don't stop absolutely I what I need to know. So I took all that ambition, learning into marketing, um, manage more into management, um, uh, more into production, um. From there, basically, um, I had to find resources. So mm-hmm. it was hard to get the trust of people um, from New York. And then yeah. coming down, transitioning to Carolina, <laughs> Yeah. So that's like another podcast too. Um, but, but the transition, um, what I did basically is once God got me out here, I started actually mm-hmm. getting into gardening and I, my son, he wanted something to do. I finally found out a way nice. to make cucumbers into pickles. Um, the cucumbers turned into pickles, from the pickles turned into a garden, from the garden turned into us being outside selling produce, from us selling produce turned into us having so much food and didn't know what to do with a lot of stuff that we just started going mm-hmm. down into Charlotte down um, north and south. Wow. North. We started feeding the homeless um we started doing that for a few months um i basically being creative i started making newsletters for us and, mm-hmm. and i got the idea of the farmer and the seed um a lot of this is i'm gonna be very honest a lot yeah. of this is spiritual yeah the spirit is telling me to do something and it's telling me to move this way and it said this is ever since i've been baptized like i i very honest mm-hmm. with my clients, I'm very honest with my partners, uh, my investors, that no, I do not right. have this all in a file cabinet somewhere. The spirit tells me what to do, mm. and he tells me who to do it with, and who to yeah. speak it to, and what it is. So I finally decided, you know what, I've made mistakes, I'm gonna take my mistakes, and I'm gonna turn around, and I'm gonna teach those around me. If I can't directly teach mine, right. I'm going to teach someone else's. So this is where the nonprofit organization. Okay. The Kamali Fathers Project, I and C. Um, It's called Kamali Fathers. Um, Kamali is Mm -hmm. Native American for spiritual guide. Um, I have roots that go back into Native Americans. So, and me being down South, it brought me a lot of that spirituality back into me. So I went with Kamali. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Plus it rolled off the tongue. Um, so um, it's basically the spiritually guided fathers project Um, basically we're always going to be focused on Adam Mm -hmm. starting everything by correcting Adam even science tells us that you cannot correct anything unless Mm -hmm. you change the original Adam of which it came from so that's where my focus is always going to be at is starting off with Adam so my company right now um we manage everything that right now brings revenue and funding into our nonprofit organization. So if I can't, I figure like this, if I can't manage uh-huh. someone else and get your trust first, I'm gonna manage mm. something that you need right in front of you. And that let that be my trust factor. Yeah. Now, if I pass you, I pass you. But if not, at the same time, my confidence level is always right. going to be this will happen with or without you. Right. The same with that, it will happen with or without me. I just tell God I want to be a Wow. You, and this is where he got me. So um, the nonprofit organization now, um, through the company, we now have a radio station. Awesome. Um, Kamali Father Radio 103.1. Um, dot com. you can catch us online um, we're running 247 um, 7 365 wow. we're already heard in over 10 countries um, over 70 cities um, and we have That's over amazing like 3,000 listeners per month already we also too have a podcast on Anchor also too um, which basically I take a lot of maybe our segments which mm-hmm. I, I do a lot where i'm just trying to bring the pastors out that's good i'm trying to promote more of the churches um also to you know trying to have another yeah. access of raising money and giving the non yeah. uh, the awareness groups that we sponsor um they kind of shine you know a lot of mm-hmm. them can't get out everything is face-to-face sometimes or events but- the people that we sponsor, like um, right. Alex Lemonade Stand Foundation for childhood research, um, cancer research, um, Stand Up for Cancer, mm-hmm. um, obviously because of my daughter, Autism Speaks, um, ALS, yeah. um, Black Lives Matter. It's it's about twelve wow. that we have on our portfolio right now. Because um, I yes, do believe one portfolio helping many. Um, you can find a. Yeah, a lot of what I'm speaking right now, I'm trying to run through it. Um, but everything can be found on my company's website, the Dallas branch, LLC.com. Um, that's the Dallas, at, um Also, the email okay. address is the same, just at gmail.com. Um, but on the website, we have everything on there. Um, I also, too was inspired so we ended up making wow. a organic um produce line so we have um, organic pickles that we do right now um i also yeah for my fiance we started the kamali Eve's group um because i do believe that every woman should yeah. have their own it doesn't matter what relationship you in it doesn't matter what situation that you're in I was raised by strong black women, and they taught me that absolutely any woman, no matter what she does, should always have her own sitting on the side. So I would not feel right mm-hmm. doing this in a Adam absolutely. I love that without giving Eve something to do too. Um, and I do believe, and I told her this because not only do I see her mm-hmm. as an Eve, but. You are all eaves. You just don't know. Yeah. What you're started. You don't know that you're an yeah. some don't know exactly. that are naive. <laughs> like the words naive. Yeah.
1: Like some yeah. are
2: still naive <laughs> to your eveness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, everything that comes to me, I basically try to pour into her. And because I'm not a yeah. chauvinist, I also need the women to have their own. Entity group have something that they talk about what they yeah. do. All I do yeah. is create right. <laughs> the funds for y'all to keep doing what you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? as a creator. So I'm going to create and I'm going to, Absolutely. Build and I'm going to do my duty and I'm going to teach those around me how to do At- that. And you know, because we have to get that balance back mm-hmm. that balance of work and nurture, work and nurture. We have to know our role. And it has nothing to do with chauvinism. Yes. Yeah. It has nothing to do with gender. It has something to do with order. Um, so at the end of the day, that's really what um I'm mainly into right now. We also just got,
1: yeah, Actually, we're
2: launching fully October 31st of this year. Um, our clothing line and um yeah our clothing line and our clothing store which right now, um, okay. Okay. Brand clothing, um, dot com. <laughs> so um, we uh-huh. have everything from fitteds to baby onesies. Um, I've been creating over the last about maybe mm-hmm. two months um, between the radio station podcast and. Um, right. Like I said, everything that we do goes to awareness. So um, yeah, I follow all rules and laws when it comes to everything and even more because, you know, my company and I, I try to tell my independent contractors when we sit down in board meetings that, see, I, I feel in my heart that it is easier and more logical to take 12% of 20 different yeah, projects. Yeah, I agree. And then to try I understand that. My way to get 80% of one. Yeah, I mean, but that's just, that's just the way that yeah. I look at the way I run my company and the way that I'm gonna keep running this company um, is in that view. And also, my second law in my company is we have yes, we must that's important. How to move like Jesus through business. The if yes, it is. It's very important because from the word it teaches us and it taught me that. If I wake up in the morning or if I wake up this year and I say, God, I want to be able to feed 2 million people this year. He's going to give me enough to feed four. You see, so that's why everything that I do with my company is always in management of running through the nonprofit because Mm. whatever companies I deal with, you're going to, you're dealing with the Dallas branch. You're going to learn how to give. If you're dealing with me you're gonna have to learn how to give if you need me to manage your yeah. portfolio i will manage it in a way where you revenue and awesome. keep track of your funds but at the same time you're gonna learn how to give because yeah. god didn't give you what you have to be ducktailed yep. and you think that you're gonna just throw it into a boat and go swimming yeah. in it every day at three o'clock no it doesn't work like that you know um so basically that's mm-hmm. my company like I said, the Dallas Ranch LLC. Um, We have the website, we have the footwear. We also have a contract with a footwear manufacturer in Italy. So we have kind of, I guess in my mind, you know, coming from the hood, uh, we kind of have our versions of
1: (laughs) the store
2: and then our version of Mm -hmm. uh, Prada. (laughs) So we're kind of Mm -hmm. in both markets for, you know, anybody as far as your price goes or, you know, you're just a good buyer or you're a baller. Um, Basically, no matter what you get from us, it's going back to charity. It's going back to something. Um, Even personalizing where we have certain items now. Wow. Even with our shoes that are personally designed just for Alex Lemonade Stand. They're designed just for Free the Slaves. Um, wow. And you can catch those designs on our website at Kamali Footwear. Um so you know, we're yeah, we're found on <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. Um, I try to post as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, you know, technically without uh. getting into all <laughs> the social media stuff brainwashing all of us. Exactly. Um, like I said, soon we're actually gonna be talking. everything's gonna be an emoji, and it gives me a <laughs> Yeah, it gives me a headache. So I try to stay home as much as I can (laughs) unless um, I'm doing something with business or um, I'm designing or something (laughs) like that. But um, you know, that's basically the business. Like I said, it centers a lot around my nonprofit organization um, and our, our accesses that we have made. We're definitely looking for partners um we're definitely looking for a few sponsors um we have um awareness events that we're planning our first movie, the same time as our launch date um we're going to do a virtual awareness um fundraiser so yeah so I have a lot of artists with our radio station I don't air the artists (laughs) here on the main radio station if you're signed I don't want to hear you um yeah I'm looking for the raw talent, I'm looking for those that are still struggling. I'm looking for all those that yeah. the record labels skipped over because you just didn't have that many followers yet or something like that, but you're making yeah. good music and you're saying something positive. And we're in a time that everybody has a good message right now. So, right. you know, they're allowing the bubblegum stuff <laughs> and the Dr. Seuss rappers and the Dr.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah
2: to get on the air. You know, but even those artists... Still have good stuff, but they don't have what that we're gonna hear. Massively, you know what I'm saying. So everyone fighting to get on a major radio station, come holler at me. You need to get on stage. Come holler at me. Wow. Get on stage. I'll put you on a stage in front of a thousand people that ain't never heard your music before. Yeah. Now, now artist. now become an MC, a master of a ceremony. You see what I'm saying? Now pick your songs wisely. You know what I'm saying? When you nice. produce, like even in molding artists, um, I'm going to start up Econome Productions soon, which is going to be basically not a management production mm-hmm. company, basically, but more of like a molding A&R. Um, you know, I, I want to be able to get the artists out there, right? Um, without having to have so much overhead, without having to sign your life over. Um, you know, like instead of you taking 12% off every CD that's going out, big labels and uh, 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 just to get you on a stage and you owe them so much at the end that how about, how about I take the 12% and you keep the rest, just get on this stage, one of these autistic families and in front of these older folks and get in front because we can go everywhere. We can go exactly, we can go anywhere. We can go, we can do this. Why? Because we're doing it for something bigger than us. So, as long as everybody is right, that, they don't have to worry about what the company doing. The company yeah. is just a cycle that's running, it's just a, that's what a godly thing is. When you put it on the wow, release, that's it's a amazing. That doesn't stop, it just keeps spinning, and keeps going. That's what the company is. But, the company. Runs And it's a machine because of the giving factor of what it manages. manages That's amazing. Um, I
0: am looking forward to all of that. Um, I will follow you on all the platforms as well. If I don't already, I don't know. I can't keep track. Um, But make sure you all go follow um, and support um, his organization. Uh It's been great talking with you today. Um, This as always, is truly unique. Um, You're listening to and I'm Miracle Deja. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow my business page, Trooper LLC and follow my personal personal page at yours underscore truly. Um, It's been real as
1: always. Thank you. Love you. Bye.